It's time for the Recruitment Marketing Rebelcast. This is the show for all you recruitment marketing rebels out there who are done with posting, prey, and recruitment funnels. Are you ready to bring real change to talent acquisition? Come for the voice of the candidate and stay for the snark. It's time for real talk from the front lines of the talent revolution with your hosts, Alin Bailey and Tracy Parsons. Oh my goodness. Well, good morning, Miss Tracy. How are good you? Good morning. Uh, I'm I'm pulling it together. It's officially my birth month. I'm excited about that. And Yay! Uh, I had a long slog of travel in January, which is why we missed out on some of the <laughs> some of the Rebelcast recordings, but I did meet a listener at the TA Week conference. I was so and excited about that. I know. And it a, a listener who we didn't know. That's like the best <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, so I left some time at the end of my session for Q&A and this this lovely man grabs the microphone and he's like, I listened to your podcast. And I think the look on my face was very telling because I was like, what? You do? I, no, at first I was like, what are you talking about? And then I was like, oh, I have a podcast. And oh, wait, people listen to that? So there was this <laughs> there was this long dragged out like facial expression I'm making on stage and the guy was like yeah the rebel cast I was like oh my gosh I'm sorry just give me a second while I fit process the fact that somebody actually listens to that thank you for doing that (laughs) thank you to our one listener what's his name do we know we do but you know names are kryptonite to me so I'm gonna I I, want to give him a shout out because he is he is at kinder care and he is absolutely working so diligently to get recruitment marketing up and running and and get their team thinking about it. And his name oh. is Derek Murphy Johnson, and he is awesome. So I was honored to meet him last week. So you never know if you run into Alin and I at um, conferences, we'll, we'll give you this look of shock uh, when you tell us that you listened to it. And then we'll like... <laughs> you know, fawn over it for a good five minutes on the pod. But I've, I've already told Derek, we'd love to have him on the pod. So, um, well, we, hey. we, I, can I tell you now I'm super excited because Derek works for kinder care. Now mm-hmm. you, you may not know, you know, a little bit of my background, right? Yeah. So my, my background is actually in early childhood development. And so my early career um, was in um, child development programs, um, managing, driving them, and then training trainers um, and others who would work with um, uh, preschool teachers and and um, infant development specialists inside inside programs. And I was um, spent some time connected to a partner program of Kinder Care called um, Children's World, um, which uh-huh. now I think eventually got bought up by Kinder Care. Anyway, long story doesn't matter. What's exciting to me is. Uh, what an interesting crossover. I would love to chat with him about how you like get people excited about working in a field that's very, very challenging and does and honestly doesn't pay very much, which is unfortunate. I know. It's amazing to me. And we had some great conversations and, you know, we, we were talking about um, just being honest and being transparent. And I think that he would be a really great guest. So Derek, just, just hang on. We're going to be, we're going to be reaching out to you. We'd love to have you on the pod. Awesome. 
Great. Well, yeah. that's so cool. So that's very exciting because I get people who say that they listen, but they're people that I know. It's like friends and family. And exactly. They, you know, and and then they're actually active listeners because they will send me notes afterwards. Oh, that's lovely. You know, <laughs> like, like um, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, which you know it is very nice it is very i actually greatly appreciate it but i love that there are actually people out there we don't know it's like the the world is expanding so that's the whole point right we wanted to meet new people right exactly have new conversations so good yes so i'm going to tee us up for what i think is a new okay so maybe it's not a new conversation but it's one i feel like we don't have very often um, and I've really been trying to determine how important I think this is. I can, and I'll be honest with you, I, I'm, I waver on the fence, but um, it always nickels in the back of my head as a, as a challenge area. So back in, um, uh, when I first started this work, um, you know, I remember I came in from a design uh, user experience and experience design perspective, and I started this work by doing um, user research, basically um, running it much like I would run any sort of um, user design program. And I, I spoke to candidates around the world um, and and talked to them, people who were looking for work, people who weren't looking for work, um, irrelevant of what company and which space. I was just talking to people and gathering a lot of data and information. And um, out of these hundreds and hundreds of people I talked to, um, overwhelmingly, the number one way in which people said that they either found their job or were looking to be able to get um, connected to a company or the way in which they felt like they were most likely to be able to land a position was through something we ended up calling brokers, which is basically referrals, right? Brokers being people who are, who know your company may never work for you, right? Um, it's not just like, you know, an employee referral program, but these are like people who may never work for you, but see you as um, interesting and valuable and point others towards you, which is one kind of way they got there. Or people inside the company who would then pull somebody in, right? But this idea that people connected to opportunities based on their connections to other people. And I keep flushing this through my head as I'm thinking about these concepts of who are we building attraction programs for? Who are we nurturing with um, content and insight about how awesome it is to work at our company? We spend so much time going after what we think is like the direct line, right? Candidates um, or immediate people we'll be hiring. And I'm wondering if maybe we're putting our attention um, too heavily in that space. Maybe actually the win may be in driving our attraction and nurturing and engagement work towards individuals who can make the can act as these brokers can connect the people we want to our opportunities for us right kind of equipping them with the insight and information needed to make those connections um, and to help support us there because I don't know, you know, maybe maybe we're we're chasing a unicorn when we think we're going to create the best job description in the world that people are going to understand how to connect to or that people are going to um, really build 
relationships with a company and want to work and stay at a company just based on what we tell them, right? That they, they need that connection from others. I don't know. What do you think about that idea? I mean, should we be putting more time and attention into um, really doing recruitment, marketing, attraction, nurturing programs towards what I'm calling kind of this promoter pool, this people group of people who serve as advocates for us in this space? So I, I, I always get stuck around stuff like this because <clears throat> we, we as a group, like we, us rebels, like the recruitment marketing rebels out there, we like to, uh, we like to look at things as big pools, right? And I don't look at things as big pools. So what you're talking about, I view as what consumer marketers talk about as influencer marketing, right? So how do we get, how do we get our product, quote unquote, our jobs uh-huh. uh, to people who are going to influence high performers at other companies or people who are not looking. So I look at this as an influencer marketing opportunity, and I think it absolutely has a place in recruitment marketing. I don't think that it should be 100% of our focus, but I think we need to have an eye on it. Like, I think there needs to be specific campaigning around equipping our influencers or super connectors, right? There's, there's this, there's this, yeah, population, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, there's this population of people uh-huh. who love to connect other people. Right. And and if you can educate them on your brand and your job and your why and all the things that make you as an employer special, if you can equip your super connectors with that information, then they're going to tap people in their network like it happened to me this week twice. Um, Somebody's hiring a director of T.A. And I was like, you need to talk to this person. Somebody was hiring um, somebody in recruitment marketing. I'm like, here's the list of people you need to talk to. And that that comes organically to a lot of people. But when you think about the fact that 90% of people are open to a new job, maybe higher than that, according to LinkedIn data, that was about a year and a half old, everybody's an influencer and they may or may never work for your company. So a lot, a lot of our content, which is why we have to take the lens off of the jobs content a lot of times and really talk to people about culture um, so that people can understand where other people are going to fit in. But we also need to lay down our bullshit bingo cards when it comes to culture and values. And like I I did I had a slide last week that had a grid of nine things that are the nine most common um, buzzwords around culture and values. And I was like, okay, everybody, raise your hand as soon as you get bingo. Like everybody's hands shot up. Because there's no way that you can't get bingo on this card. Like it's hysterical. <laughs> it's like innovation, teamwork, customer focus, blah, blah, blah. It's the thing that everybody says that they are. And I said, the real, the real problem here is that we're just using these words with no definition. Right. Right. So if we're talking about branding ourselves with influencers, with brokers, with super connectors, I love you've that word. Got, you've got to ground them in what those words mean to you. Do you so think, that they, go ahead. Well, do you think for those audiences, as you're, as you're helping them understand who you are, is there a different tone or a type of content that is more appealing or we should be focusing more to, to produce from like, so for example, I'm just trying to think about it, right? If I'm trying to explain to somebody directly how they can provide influence or how they could, could be a, 
um, be a part of something that is um, an influential company, right? I can think about like a first person tone. I'm taking how do you fit into here? Feels like it's a different tone than when I'm saying how do you help recognize others who would fit in here and um, explain to them why they like, like there's a different level of content. Does that make sense? Or do you think I'm wrong? Do you think that really it's the same content? It's just how people interpret it. Well, I, I don't, I think there is a, I think this is an opportunity to test because as far as I know, there are very few companies that are doing straight up influencer marketing right now in recruiting. Yeah. Right. I, it, it doesn't exist yet. Um, now, are, is this something that you guys at Intel are doing mm. or is it something you're toying with? Uh, you know what? It's something, it's interesting. It's something that I realize we're not doing and I'm mm -hmm. trying to decide how much emphasis I think there should be on it. Because given what I know about human behavior, I know, I actually think we could drive more impact by focusing on this audience that most of us ignore because it doesn't direct, it, it's not, I can't, my marketing effort towards them does not correlate to I marketed to you and I hired you in three months. Yep. Right. Yep. And and so it's been challenging me to think about how do I help teams understand this influencer marketing piece is still really important. It's also been um, poking at me because, you know, um, have you met have have. I don't know if you've actually met him. I think you did in one of our sessions. I, I have a really great partner who I work with over here named Tyler Weeks. Yes. Um, very deep into analytics and data, right? He's a, um, I mean, like he's like an analytics whiz kid and um, also um, working in the automation and technology space. And we, we do a lot of talking together and um, engaging in ideas. And one of the things that he posed and he started to show through methods that are um, beyond me because I'm not like, and I'm not a numbers person, <laughs> right? But there were graphs and charts, so it looked very impressive. Uh -huh. um, and articulated that really, um, when you are looking to convince somebody to do something, particularly to, to take a job or et cetera, it is more important that you influence the people around them yep. um, than influence them directly. And then he gave this very great example and I went, aha, you're right. Like if you got offered a job, right? So if you like, they did a really great job and they convinced you um, at, you know, um, I'm going to use like a really bad analogy, but like, you know, at, at the, uh, at the devil's workshop, right. It was had great money. <laughs> you had everything you could do. Right. Um, it was, it was, it was exactly the type of work you wanted to do. It sounded really compelling. Um, but then you knew that you had to go home and tell your friends and family, that's where you were going to work. Right. And their response was, you're going to do what? Mm -hmm. Who? Right. You're not likely to take the job. Right. Mm -hmm. Because of how others would be influenced by what you or like how they would think about what you said. The military is doing a really great job with this in their current um, ad campaign, by the way, where they're talking about they're actually marketing their ad campaign towards parents and others yep. Yep. Um, to, to kind of say if you're if your child comes to you and says this is what they want to do. It's OK. Right. To make that person feel important. So I've been connecting all these dots and saying, OK, there's this these really cool um, charts and et cetera and data points that Tyler showed me about why this is really important. I'm watching these ads that um, the U.S. military is doing, which really does this really great job of doing this. And then I'm thinking about this research I did in the past, which mm -hmm. talked to me about kind of brokers and the impact of that. And just wondering whether or not we're spending our time in the right place. Are we missing something that's so simple just because it's something we don't track and measure? 
So to answer your earlier question, the messaging to influencers, super connectors, brokers, whatever you want to call them, Mm -hmm. I really think that messaging needs to be like, you know, when you get a good LinkedIn in mail from a recruiter and it happens like once every other year, you know, you get a good one. (laughs) No offense, everybody, but it's true. They're all terrible. Um, and, and it's a really good opportunity and they lay out the opportunity and they lay out what makes their company unique. And then they close with, maybe it's you, maybe it's somebody, you know, right. I, I think one of the things that's most impactful, if you want people to do things is to be direct in your ask. So if we're trying to create content, that's going to be useful to both of these audiences. And you know what a big fan of useful I am. Uh-huh. We have to be direct about it, right? And this is this is what makes us tick. Maybe you're looking now. Maybe you're not looking. Maybe you'll never look at us, but you know somebody who might fit. It's that simple for me. And I know so, I I'm I'm a common sense kind of person, um, but actually, that's what I think we should test. Actually, it's super brilliant, right? It's as simple as just saying, "Not for you." That's cool. Who is it right for? Correct. Right. I mean. Um, yeah, absolutely. So sorry, it's a very no. It's, I get it's, it. It's like it's I, I fall very... into this. I fall into this trap, and I, I've heard this a number of times. Tracy, everything you're saying is just so common sense. I was like, <laughs> yes, I know, I know. It's why I get on stage every time I get on stage and go, oh my god, they're gonna boo me off stage because everybody's just gonna go, duh. You're gonna, um, be, gonna be like, this is so simple. Why is this a problem? Uh-huh. And then yet, look here, you are years later, uh-huh. famous for telling people the same thing they should already know. Right. No, exactly. let's not call me famous. That's okay. absurd. You got um, your HR famous. Okay, we won't discuss that. Anyway, yes, I think you're, I, I, this is, it's just intriguing to me. What about, okay, now let me, now let me put the second wave of this onto you, right? All right. Okay. Should I be, oh, I'm not even going to say should I be. I think that, um, you know, we're, we're talking a lot about um, once you attract people, how do you sort, yeah. organize, and, and, um, and, and design at least some sort of targeted workflow towards them that is relevant mm-hmm. to what you want from them, right? So you have to decide. So part of determining relevancy for, for us and for them is to decide what is the action you want from them. Right. So Correct. is there yep. is there then value? I think there is. And as you have people coming into your network or you're building into your your talent network or you're building them into your pipeline infrastructure, being able to identify those people who have the potential to be influencers and yes. boosting your messaging around influencing to them. Yeah. And then absolutely. how would I do and that? How be- would I recognize those people? Well, and that that's the hard part, right? Because a lot of times they're not going to fill out your form. No, because they're not they're right. not looking for a job, right? Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. They're not looking for a job. And so this is one of those, I think this is one of those things that doesn't quite exist yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that there are opportunities to start looking at how we how we tag and categorize people within our social networks. How right? can I identify them? You you know social networks. This is like a good thing. You 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 understand this stuff, um, Miss Miss Tracy. Yeah. Um, 
what would be the sorts of behaviors I would be looking for in my social data that would show me that I've got people who are um, potentially influencers for me? Or likes, comments for and, likes, comments, and shares. So somebody that's constantly liking, commenting, or sharing your content as a brand, mm-hmm. you cross-reference those people in your database to see if they're leads in your database. So then you'll know, okay, these these people might be leads and you might want to give them an influencer tag. Um, and and this is this is manual. We're not there yet, right? So there might sure. be an opportunity for our software co- company listeners out there to start building something around this. Because what you want to do is you want to, so people, you'll see this all the time, right? People that want your attention um, will frequently comment or like on, on your content that you're sharing out on LinkedIn. And you would do this with your recruiters, like have your recruiters pay attention to who's liking and sharing and, and commenting on your brand amplified content. Yep. Start tracking that, start paying attention to that because the people that are sharing they're likely your influencers because they're getting this content out to their network because they find it valuable. Now, if you want to start nurturing those relationships, you start crafting content that's going to help those people be better at their jobs. So now you are very powerful in their lives, right? You are somebody that they're paying attention to. So they're going to be more susceptible to your brand messaging when it comes out and they're going to be more likely to share it. Now, it's not always about equipping them with your brand and brand messages. It's about equipping them with messages that are important to them that align with your brand. So if you go back to my BS bingo card of in, you know, innovative and team focused and customer first and all those things that we talk about culturally, there are, there are news and blog posts that support each of those things. So if you talk about innovation in your company, there are a myriad of pieces of content floating on the internet today alone yep. that talk about innovative things and get people thinking about how they can be innovative in their day. They could be life hacks. They could be a variety of things. But if they ladder up to your brand and you are sharing those things out with your influencers, they are going to view you in a more positive light. So when you are talking about your brand, they are going to be more likely to listen to it, be susceptible to it, and share it. Super smart. I know it sounds, again, I know as you're saying it, it probably sounds so simple to you. Um, And it is. I mean, it's not, again, and not rocket science, but Connecting the dots here for people is really important. And even as I think about it, I'm, I'm thinking about, okay, you know, how, how much of us are, are even at the level where we're, where we're tracking this stuff and then thinking about what to do with it once I track it, right? So it, it goes to that, uh, what, is your, what is your goal? And are you mm-hmm. looking at the output and the data that you're getting from your various channels and sources? And are you figuring out how to use it to take actions or to or to build tactics or make decisions? Or are you just looking at it to tick off boxes to say we did something? And, Correct. Um, uh, so I think what you're proposing is um, a really interesting way for people to start thinking about taking the data they're getting and thinking strategically about how it can be leveraged to allow them to make smarter decisions, take bigger actions, do something yeah. that, that gets them to the next pace, not just mm-hmm. take off what they just did. Right. Well, it's, I mean, it's, it's growth and optimization, optimization, right? So it's yeah. like, 
okay. We did this thing. We tested this thing. Hey, by the way, are we thinking about influencers? Okay. Well, it's, it's too funny because I think that you will find that whenever you get very consistent on sharing content on LinkedIn, right? So I'm pretty uh-huh. consistent. I'm pretty consistent about sharing content on LinkedIn. Try I know, to you're share. so much better at that. It's good. Yes. Yes. I try to, I try to share two interesting pieces of content a day. Mm-hmm. And of of the 10 things that I will share on LinkedIn a week, only one of them will be self-promoting. Yep. I will find that over a period of three or four weeks, if I see a change in who's liking and commenting on these things, again, consistency is the first step. Like you've got to get you've got to get consistent about sharing messaging and you have to know what your brand values are. Like, I know what I like to share. I know what I think is valuable to my network. And that's what I share. It comes from these very specific um, content pillars. And it sounds way more scientific than it is. Um, But I'll start to see trends in who's liking and sharing. And if we get to a point where, if I get to the point where somebody is liking pretty consistently, I will flat out reach out to them. I'm like, hey, thanks so much for all of this. This is so cool. It's been a long time since we've connected. Let's ca- let's chat. Yeah. And you and you would be surprised how much further you can push relationships simply by paying attention to who's paying attention to you. Which is something that we oftentimes really don't do well in TA recruitment marketing world. So no. we always look at people who are paying attention to us as annoying. Uh-huh. Like we're bad boyfriends a lot of times. Oh god, so bad. Right. Exactly. We're like we're like the freaking bachelor. Who yeah. I'm really mad at right now. By the mm. way, everybody who's listening to this, oh my god, that is my guilty pleasure. So feel free to tweet me about how 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 bad the bachelor is. I know you talk um, about it so much. I'm gonna have to start watching it just so I can keep up with the conversation. Just don't, just don't. What okay. your best bet is to follow on Twitter on Bachelor okay. Night. So okay. so that's that's where you get most of your comedy. But we bet we're bad boyfriends a lot of time and we, we, people who are paying attention to us, we label as serial applicants, people who are paying attention to us, who like us, we don't like them as much. We are always going after the candidate who is elusive, right? Oh, as sure. opposed, and I love what Tim Sackett wrote last year about all of you who talk about <laughs> top talent is an idiot, you're idiots. Right. And I found myself going <laughs> top talent. Oh my God, that is idiotic. Right. And I'll say it every now and then I'm like, no, that's not what I mean. Because, you know, that, first of all, it's subjective. Second of all, we wouldn't be able to define it if we tried. And third of all, it's it's like that old George Carlin bit, you know, your kids yeah. aren't special. <laughs> You're average. You're average, dude. Your kids are average. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> right? And and your your employees are probably going to be average. And what you really need them to do is the job, right? So what we're... What, so we get into this, you know, unicorn, purple squirrel nonsense, but we should be paying attention to the people who are paying attention to us. And a lot of times those people who are paying attention to us may never work out at our company, but for God's sakes, they could be great advocates, great influencers and great, um, you know, great super connectors for us. But instead we're like, oh, we don't like you because you're paying attention to us. Uh, exactly. Mm-hmm. fascinating psychology the psychology of <laughs> human interaction fascinates me what's well, why right? i love this job 
Exactly. If you think about it, I mean, literally think about how backwards that that and it's what you just stated is absolutely true. Right. We all do it. Right. It's a natural instinct. If people pay too much attention to us and we don't know them at first, they pay too much attention to us. We wonder what their agenda is. And we're yes. like, eh, they, they can't necessarily they want us too much. They can't be that good. Right. How right. how twisted is that? It's and insane. It's, it, but it's a natural thing. And we do this even though for many of us, our job is to get people to like us. Yeah. I Fascinating. I Fascinating. We are just little like human Petri dishes of uh, psychological angst and mommy issues and dear Lord. I know. <laughs> it's quite remarkable. <laughs> so, uh, it's quite remarkable. This but is pretty... But you know what? That's such a great point. It's so so. This is like a really so. I'm. Well, you just said something that made me think. You know what? Here I go again, trying to build out this big, huge. Because in my mind, right, as I'm thinking about this topic, <laughs> I'm building a strategy in my head that says, okay, what is my ten pong strategy for mm-hmm. changing the world around how we go after influencer marketing and deal with brokers and advocates and build an entire architecture around how we manage this in our pipelines and et cetera. And you just gave me something that actually you know what, we don't even do. Well, let's go down to the very simplest thing and let's just sit down and say, what is the process by which we consistently share information, track that information that we're sharing, who's connecting to it, and then reach out to them and start building relationships. Like, like start simple. Start I have simple te- and then we'd have I much have, better impact. God, you're right. tears streaming down my face because when you sent me this topic, yeah. Last week I was like, yes, we should totally talk about that because it really is the next thing. And then the closer we got to having our conversations, yeah, I was like, so when are we going to master the basic blocking and tackling before we, can- <laughs> <laughs> you know, cause you know, that's exactly it. I was sitting here thinking about it in terms of thinking, okay, this needs, this is like the next horizon. I know get everybody out there building a whole new set of um, infrastructure and um, actions to go and drive this big new thing is going to change our company dynamics. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, maybe we could just start. <laughs> you know, what was so funny as you were sitting there talking about tracking um, mm-hmm. like shares and um, clicks. And I mm-hmm. thought, God, I wonder if I actually took a step back and started talking to our teams, I wonder if we're even doing that. I know we're supposed to be. I wonder mm-hmm. if we actually look at it besides just the numbers, like actually look at the individuals. Right. Probably not. No. Because we're numbers people, right? We look at it on a spread. I mean, I'm sure there's a spread. I'm, listen, I know for I know for a fact there's, there's a spreadsheet, spreadsheet that has likes, clicks, and shares on it. But yes. those are numbers. They have nothing to do with people. No. Right? Oh, my God. And we you're, are and so you're get- are so twisted this is we're getting to my point like it's like you're getting to my point numbers are awesome and i love numbers and they do math and i love math and i'm actually being uh, having dyscalculia which is numerical dyslexia so don't asking me to dial into a conference call is like my own personal hell um (laughs) but i'm actually really good at math and i love numbers but if those numbers are obscuring you from getting to the actual humans you're doing it wrong. I'm sorry to say you're doing it wrong. So numbers are awesome, but they're obscuring us from getting to the humans and we need the humans. Like there's no, there's no evil job requisition that says I need 16. (laughs) Find me 16. Find me 16. Right. (laughs) We're not quite to the level of being borged up yet. So we're going to have to find, we're going to have to correlate 16 to being Danielle. 
Yes. This okay, is so, so interesting. We have to get past the numbers, you guys. Yes. I, I'm yes. a big believer in measures, but those yeah. measures are actually humans. So, and this is, this is one of the things that I've really been struggling with, Alin, and maybe this is our topic for the next yeah. um, pod. How have we gotten so goddamn far away from the actual humans we're trying to attract? I don't know. I agree. I don't know. We, we, it, is, we are, it could be the numbers. Yeah, it could be the numbers. Let's talk about that. I, I would love to have a conversation about that. How did we get so far away from the actual humans? Like, know. how did we make this, how did we get to a point where it made this so complicated when really it's about, I have something, you might be interested in something, let's talk. Correct. <laughs> right? Yes. Anyway, so, so yeah, yeah, so that that's that I think would be a great next pod. And, and mm-hmm. I, I would like to talk about that because I, I have actually done a lot of history, mm-hmm. <laughs> history of recruitment, <laughs> um, believe it or not. And I've done some of that. But I think it's fascinating that the more large mm-hmm. scaled and technical we become, yep. the farther we get away from the candidates. And right now we are so far away from the candidates. Yep. That we we were requisitioning 16. So I think the outcome of our influencer conversation is absolutely be thinking about influencers. But in order to do that, you're going to need to know who they are, which is actually a human name. Right. It can't Uh just be. Yeah, absolutely. It has to be a human name and it has to be. um, You have to understand how to connect with that unique individual. Right. So good. This is thank you once again for um, helping bring clarity to my <laughs> um, psychotic need to create big change when <laughs> the truth is small wins could be the path forward. It's well, good. What is what is what is interesting, Alin, uh-huh. is that you and I get in the same boat <laughs> because you and I both want desperately to drive change. And I think what happens is we get tired of talking about the same thing over and over again. And so we look for something else to start researching so that we can obscure our own vision from the basic and blocking and tackling that we're really having a hard time getting people to do. Oh, now, come on. I'm sorry to say that. You can edit that out. No, don't call me out on that crap because it might be a little true. (laughs) It's funny because it's true. (laughs) It's funny because it's true. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, let's not let's not share that with others. They might they might start calling me out on it too, and then we would be in big trouble. See, that's what I'm saying. You should edit that out. Exactly. That's okay. Okay. <laughs> the good news is it's not it's um the although I was gonna say nobody listens, but apparently people do listen. Derek. I know that's a thing. So. <laughs> I will edit it out. Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you once again. Thank you, everybody, for um, hanging in with us as we um, we, we took a little pause and got ourselves um, back on track here. We appreciate it. Um, I am looking forward to some more great conversations coming up. You know, um, teasing that one out, we need to do another um, cocktail hour. So we're going to get that up and running here in the next couple weeks as well. Love it. Love it. Can't wait. Sounds good. Thanks, Tracy. Have a great afternoon. Take care, y'all. Bye now. Bye. (laughs) 
thank you once again for joining us on the Recruitment Marketing Rebelcast. Um, Tracy and I have such a fun time recording these, and I'm so excited that many of you are enjoying it as well. We even had our first fan sighting. Thank you, Tracy, for sharing that with us. Um, please do provide your insight and feedback. You can reach us at our Rebelcast on the Twitters or contact us directly at Tracy Parsons or at Alin Bailey. We're excited to hear from you. Looking forward to next week. Have a great week, everybody. The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.